Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 176. Once again, you've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we've got a little bit of a gump cast. Uh, talk briefly over the state of the firearms industry um, as of the middle of July 2022. Uh, and then uh, Chris and I both have made another orbit around the sun. Uh, so we're going to talk about how we try not to get old. Absolutely. Um, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you have the ability to slow down your podcast, there is a little little thing you can click on a lot of computers or a lot of social media type things that will let you play this at like one and a half speed or double speed. If you can back this off to half speed, it might be a good idea. Um, this podcast is brought to you in double time, courtesy of the big Viking redheaded bearded Shane. Uh, Shane gave me a bag of Vietnamese coffee and he warned me it has a whole bunch more caffeine than normal coffee. And holy crap, is he right? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm all through with one cup and working on another. So thank you to Shane for that. Uh, to the rest of you who are going to have to suffer through me talking too fast. <laughs> Uh, like I said, slow it down if you can't, <laughs> if you can't. So, uh, state of the industry, guys, um, suppressors. We we really had super high hopes at the end of last year um, when the ATF opened up e-forms that we would maybe see 30, 60, 90 day suppressor transfers. And early on, while this was being set up, there were a number of transfers that slipped through the cracks at 30 days some that slipped through the cracks at 90 days, and I say that intentionally, slipped through the cracks. The ATF, we found a time frame where the ATF e-forms this uh, system was actually working, um, or people purchased as individuals uh, on their own, well, not on their own, but through their store, and their store maybe went straight through e-forms rather than utilizing a link-up software with another vendor like Silencer Shop or Silencer Central or something like that. Um, the 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 ATF, as as all government agencies are wont to do, um, are just slowing down and slowing down and slowing down. So we're seeing transfer times, um, we're hearing transfer times on e forms, form fours, uh, pushing 120 to 150 days. Is what we're hearing both from like from Reddit, from Silencer Shop, uh, and probably you know from the ATF if you asked politely. So if you've got something out there on e-forms, um, a lot of you purchased November, December, um, and, and maybe even January. A lot of those were unable to be processed until February, March, um, or going from there. So going you know, from that check cash date or that received by the ATF um, NFA system date, you're looking at you know well over 100 days at this point. Uh, still better than 12 to 14 or 15 months, which is what we're seeing on paper forms done last year. Uh, so if you were, you know, I've had some guys say, well, heck, maybe I should have just done paper. Paper's still taking twice as long. So be aware of that. Uh, E-file, E-forms, Form 1s. I uh, had one come back from one of our locals in eight days, uh, just in the last couple weeks. So if you're looking at doing a Form 1 on an SBR, uh, or you're legitimately going to build your own can if it's a suppressor kit. Good luck with that because they are really monkey stomping any kind of kit systems on suppressors. Um, availability, I'll jump right into ammo. Um, ammo prices are nowhere near normalizing, but they are settling out. They seem to have bottomed out. Uh, with President Poopy Pants um, in, in, the, in the House, uh, a, a, an assault weapon ban bill left the Judiciary Committee yesterday. Um, to go to the House floor to get marked up. We'll see what happens with that over the next couple weeks. Uh, if, if anything, um, we'll, you know, don't just keep your fingers crossed. Uh, I know that there are a lot of organizations like uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, 
uh, and the NRA um, and probably Gun Owners of America and some other places like that that are you know that you can contact, you can donate money to. Um, you can use their forms systems to contact your Congress critters and whatnot and let them know you know where you're at with this. Please still continue to do that. Uh, I know that GOA is beating people up mercilessly and using a lot of scare tactics to try and raise money right now. Yeah, FPC is doing the same thing. FPC, yeah, I apologize. FPC is doing that. I, I, I need to strike the GOA comment. FPC is doing that. I don't know if GOA is doing that. I don't think so quite as badly. Uh, the NRA has never stopped doing it. Um, so I, I will say, you know, it's, it's hard to listen to the fear mongering and it's hard to hear that, hey, this just got out of committee, we need money to fight this because the money you send them today probably isn't going to affect this. It's going to affect the next couple things. But bear in mind that these are the folks out there that are fighting for us on the front lines and they're, they're super aggressive about trying to get money out of your pockets because they need the money to fight the fight. It's just that simple. Kind of like the NRA, uh, Wayne needs new shoes, Wayne needs new ties. Um, you know, you, if, so I, unfortunately the NRA is still the one doing the lobbying uh, the FPC guys are the guys doing the lawsuits on the back end of things. So, you know, but make sure you're chasing that down. But how that's pushing us on ammo, um, ammo prices uh, have come down, but they're still nowhere near where they were pre-COVID. Uh, I, I think the days of $10, $9, a box, 9mm are probably out the window probably forever. Uh, the firearms manufacturing, the ammo manufacturing industry is probably not going to come back to that. Uh, I, I would, And I don't blame them. I wouldn't give up the margin if I could. A, and then B, keeping the pipeline full for the materials needed to make these devices, make ammo, specifically primers and stuff like that, and then lead for yeah. the projectiles has gotten very pricey and very difficult to get. Same with the powder. Same with the powder. You know, we're getting lead from, overshore, from overseas. Uh, we're getting primers from overseas by and large. We still make some primers domestically, some powder domestically, but a lot of it was coming from overseas. Um, curiously enough, a lot of it was coming from uh, Russia, um, from, I don't know who the Tula Wolf is, Mash, whoever yeah. they are, those manufacturers. Um, and that's, you know, that got kind of got curtailed under the beginning of the Biden administration. So understand that ammo, uh, prices are getting better, but they're not probably ever going to get down where you want to. Ammo availability is still spotty as well for premium ammo, defensive ammo. So if you do find a good deal on defensive ammo, like we've had, uh, federal HST 147 grains a number of times, and it sells pretty quickly. Trying to keep the prices reasonable, but that's tough to do. Uh, and then gold dot, uh, spear gold dot, like 124 plus P's, uh, HST 124 plus P's for 9 millimeters, an example. Uh, those come and go. So if you see them, you might want to stock up on them. And then practice ammo, obviously, blinking ammo, practice ammo. If you find it, buy it. So um, shotguns, Remington's back up and online. We're still waiting to hear back on QC from Remington and see where they're at um, now that they're under new ownership. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. If you have a new Remington shotgun, something produced in the last 12 months, we'd love to hear from you if you've had any problems or not, either way. Uh, handguns, defensive handguns, especially small. Oh, sorry, I'm going to buy shotguns real quick. See, caffeine, lots yeah. of caffeine. Um, High-end semi-auto shotguns have been impossible to get. On the defensive side. On the defensive side, exactly. Um, yeah. Benelli, Beretta, etc. Beretta owns all those companies now. So they're all coming out of Italy. The COVID thing is still, I'd say, kind of real in Italy because their population is significantly older, and they're one step Italy. and they're one step away from being communist. So yeah. governmentally, um, the people are kind of giving them the burden, moving on. Uh, we know one of those Italians. He's he's crazy. He says he's not paying taxes anymore. I think he's right. Uh, 
But hey, if the IRS is listening, I'll pay my taxes. It's cool. I still love you. Um, so work, just leave me alone. Um, but yeah, shotguns, if you want a Beretta 1301, good luck. Haven't seen one in a couple years. Uh, if you want a Benelli, they're out there, but you're going to have to scrape and search for them and probably pay a premium price. There are no deals on shotguns right now. Um, Mossbergs, like 590s and stuff like that, are, are somewhat available. The higher-end guns, 590 tacticals and stuff like that, come and go, uh, but they can be tough to get to. Um, defensive handguns, especially small stuff. Uh, the P365XLs, super hot gun, tough to get. Uh, anything optics ready in that mid to small category, Glock 43Xs and 48 MOS system guns, tough to get. 19 MOS is 19 tough to get. 19 MOS is tough to get. They're out there. We have some right now, but they come and go. Um, but anything that's a serious carry gun, especially that's optics ready, is going to be a little bit of a challenge to chase down. If Again, if you find one in stock, you know, you probably want to snag it. You know, give us a call, check in with us, stop by and see. Uh, we are getting them. We're just not consistently in stock with them. Uh, and that is a national thing. That's not just us here in central Ohio or us specifically. Um, defensive rifles, uh, sales on rifles have really slowed down. So there's some guns available intermittently. Like we see Daniel Defense M4V7s are currently in stock at two different distributors and have been for the last couple weeks, months, something like that. Despite the saber rattling by the left, uh, and like I said, this assault and ban making it out of Judiciary Committee to the House floor, um, sales on rifles haven't kind of popped yet, but if something goes off where they rifles say, hey, will disappear right now. they will disappear instantaneously. Um, and so some of the higher end, some of the good quality guns are currently available at the distributor level and at the store level, floor level. Uh, so if you were thinking about it and kind of wondering where's this going, you know, maybe it's, you know, scrape some pennies together and see if you can make that work out. Um, but anyway, you know, beware on that one because it's, it's, it's tight, but it's not horrible. But it's definitely slowed down in the last six months. We'll see what happens. Yeah, guns like BCM, Noveski. Still impossible. Still, yeah. Tough, not impossible, tough. Pretty much unavailable. Yeah. Yeah, we see them, but we get them onesie twosies, and they sell out. You know, we post them, and they're gone in minutes. So if that's something that pops that you see you want to grab, I'm going to tell you to grab it. Um, the industry is, the, the arm brace thing is the last thing I'll talk about real quick. Most of the distributors stopped carrying arm braces about a year ago. Uh, some as recently as six months ago, but most of them have gotten out of the arm brace game because they don't want to get stuck with arm brace inventory that'll be SBRs. Um, if you're going to have to SBR something, you're not going to put a brace on it. You're going to put a stock on it. So like Daniel Defense, a uh, couple of different distributors right now are not even cataloging Daniel Defense AR pistols because they were making them with arm braces and they don't know if they're going to get stuck with inventory that'll be considered SBRs and arm braces that nobody wants. Yep. So that's kind of gotten weird there. Um, if you're looking at doing a Form 4 transfer on an SBR, a lot of those guns are available as SBRs. If you'd rather do that and just get ahead of the curve, that's cool too. We can order those for you. Just let us know. So that's kind of the state of the industry right now. Um, you know, if you've been out there searching for something and you, you know, you're hearing certain things at the ground level, we'd love to talk to you about what you're hearing. If you're in the industry and you're in the area and want to stop by, we got a lot of guys who work for other gun stores. But because of the differential nature of the gear that we carry, uh, there are a lot of, even though they work at other stores, they're customers here. Um, you know, if you guys are hearing things, we'd love to hear from you too and catch that update. We are, we understand we're the small fish in a big pond. Uh, so if you work for one of the big kids and want to kind of let us know what's going on, we'd like to hear that too. Uh, always interested in some insider intel. So, uh, and if you're out there on the ground trying to buy stuff, especially outside of Ohio, let us know what you're seeing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that's all I have on the state of the industry. 
Yeah. Also, um, you know, accessory gear and stuff, small concealed carry optics, so stuff like Trigicon, RMRs, SROs, tough to get, uh-huh. um, along with like cloud defensive lights and things too. Absolutely. Yeah. It, high-end, good quality, defensive natured gear. There's still supply line issues because these are all very small companies. Um, I mean, you could think of big names, but they're not big companies. You know, everybody thinks of Colt as being like GM. Um, they're not, you know. So some of these, the companies you're looking for, some of these companies are pretty small, and they're still having a hard time with sourcing raw materials and keeping up. Yeah. So And there's a ton of demand. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, we're a year older. Yeah. How do we not get old? We keep moving. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to go back to something. If you know me and have heard, you know, talk about fitness and stuff like that, um, you know, it is a, it's a commitment, lifetime commitment. Uh, I still remember Jack LaLanne, and I'm pretty sure it was on Johnny Carson, which tells you how old I am and how long ago it was. Jack LaLanne was on the Carson show, um, and it may have been Leno, but I think it was Carson. And literally comes out, and, you know, the guy's in phenomenal physical shape. He was probably 80-ish years old at the time, and he's doing deep knee bends. Um, during the show, and you know, it's one of those, you know, I get up, you know, how do you stay in such great shape? I get up every morning and do 100 deep knee bends. Oh my God, that's got to be hard on your knees. Why do you do that? So I can do them tomorrow. That's it. Yeah. That's the game. If you want to put how to not get old in a nutshell, the dudes that you see out there, we've got one of our guys who who helps us out um, here at, in the store, who looks 10 years younger than he is from the neck up. Um, if you see this cat in gym shorts with no shirt on, he looks 20 years or 30 years younger than he is. Um, and it's because he gets his ass out of bed every day, well, five, six days a week, five, six days a week, and goes and does something, at least something, um, sometimes multiple things in a given day, um, maintains a good diet and moves. Uh, some of that's moves heavy stuff. Some of that is moves his own carcass rapidly. Um, he moves way better than a whole bunch of people, literally half his age. Maybe even a third his age. Maybe even a third his age, because he gets out and does stuff. Um, so, and, and Wolfie's been a coach, been a PT coach and stuff like that at a professional level for some pro organizations, race teams and stuff like that. Um, he gets out and pushes it and does the work, you know, six days a week and, and sometimes more than once a day on those given days a week. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to not get old. Um Local PT guys, uh, we're going to talk through some things like, uh, you know, strength, hypertrophy, speed, mobility, things of that nature, and kind of talk about where you can get some good information. And, and as we get through that, maybe suggestions locally, how you can make some of those things happen, whether it's in your garage, your basement, or at a local gym, uh, but some things to check out for sure. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start off with Pat McNamara, um, the combatstrengthtraining.com. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Google. Just Google Pat McNamara Combat Strength Training. Okay, it'll get you to the right website. Gotcha. Um, Pat Mac wrote a book. I guess it's an ebook a couple of years ago um, that looks at kind of his philosophy on how he stays in shape. Um, so he spends a day each week, um, one day on strength, one day on speed or power, um, another day on hypertrophy, and then um, kind of works mobility and stuff into it all the time. Yep. And his focus is more on the, I guess it would be like high-intensity interval training, um, yeah. the way most of the stuff gets structured. So that's where he does his cardio. Um, not not so much like long, slow-distance type stuff, yeah. but more doing, you know, doing high-intensity stuff with a limited amount of time to recover between sets. So that yes. you're, you're keeping your heart rate elevated in that, you know, 100 and 
I guess it'd be seventy call it seventy percent of max heart rate zone. Yeah. Um, while you're resting and then you know be able to do bursts of things. Yep. That'll push it higher when you do your work set. Um, but you get the cardio benefits without having to just spend hours and hours on the treadmill. Yeah, and, and a lot of what you see with Pat Mack, if you follow him on social media, you know, he posts stuff on IG and on Facebook on a pretty regular basis that are not the basic dude stuff Wednesdays. Um, but the workout stuff in between, um, if you can tolerate German death metal in the background while you're watching him, um, you know, he does a lot of band work, um, does, a, does a lot of free weight kettlebell, um, and some weird like internal bell stuff that he's yeah. got. Um, and, and a lot of the stability mobility stuff that he does too is on unstable platforms or in unstable environments. And then tons of functional movement, tons of compound functional movement. Um, there's some videos of, of him pushing vehicles, whether it's his golf cart up a hill or whether it's, um, he lives down south somewhere where it's nice out. There's like pine needles everywhere and shit. I'm, I don't know, South Carolina, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Is somewhere. it okay? Um, and, and, you know, he's occasionally pushing the golf cart up a hill, um, a very Sisyphusian type uh, workout, um, but functional movement. What can I move from here to there? What can I pick up off the ground? What can I use strength wise with bands to work on upper body strength and what does he call uh, transverse plane strength? Yeah, so rotational movement. Rotational movement. How do you get from the toe to the knuckles? Yeah. How do you throw a punch? How do you move stuff one way or the other? How do you throw a chair through a window? How do you? Th- yeah. How do you? How do you literally? How do you hip check somebody and take them down? You know that kind of stuff, um, which is to me is a huge, huge deal. Uh, when you start talking about getting in close contact with other human beings and needing, I'm not saying to hurt them, I'm just saying move them, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, the, the hypertrophy stuff is a lot of, of really slow movement, time under tension, um, which is another one of those Coach Wolf kind of things I hear, tut, time under tension, you know, do some of the repetitions are maybe you're powering up, but you're doing negatives on the way down on a three or four count and maintaining as much time under muscle load as you can that your your body will tolerate. Yeah. And that's a great way to get strong and to grow muscle mass. And and let's face it, when you start hitting that 40-year-old range, guys don't like to talk about the low T conversation, um, but our environment, both culturally and physiologically and chemically, physically in our environment, uh, a lot of artificial estrogens out there, a lot of soy and foods out there and stuff like that. And you start losing that testosterone count. You've got to do diet-wise. You've got to change things, and then also movement-wise, you've got to change things to maintain that muscle mass. Um, and doing those slow, hard reps, heavy reps are really good for that. And then also the you know some of the speed work is impact work too. So you start punching a bag, or you start doing you know lunge jumps and stuff like that, squat jumps and whatever. And and again, you can get into this. There's a million things you can do. But that some of that impact, it's lower impact, not crazy, like running miles and whatnot, as uh, a bone density conversation. Your bones are going to recover and regrow. They're constantly doing that, but they'll speed that process up and maintain bone density. One of the things with Pat Mack is just something like this dude's had 20-some freaking... It was over 30. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of serious injuries where he's, you know, he's Humpty Dumpty and been knocked off the wall a few times, probably jumped off the wall knowing him, um, and had yeah, stuff. Nice jumping accidents. It, yeah, well, jumping after somebody, too, more than likely, going to chase or, somebody or, down. No, like jumping out of plane That's accidents. what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, chasing, yeah, going after somebody and getting jacked up. Um, and this cat's been put back together a number of times, and so bone density, things like that. If, if you're 50, 60 years old and your bone density sucks and the doc's got to put you back together, those screws and pins need shit to screw into, and if your bone density sucks, that's going to be a problem. Um, if you need a joint replacement and your bone density sucks, that's going to be a problem. 
uh, if you go out and move a lot, and especially for the ladies too, you know, I, I don't know, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to this, bone density for you changes even more rapidly uh, in that 30 to 40 range, and then after 40, you really got to stay after it to keep bone density, and that is strength training. You will not get bulky lifting weights unless you're shooting up with something, ladies, so just be aware of that. Um, a lot of women worry about that physical appearance, but the bone density thing is going to matter, and you're going to maintain that through muscle mass and movement, just like the guys will. And it, the older you get, the more it matters. So, yep. yep. Uh, talk to your doc about that. Um, they'll really give you some schooling there. Uh, hopefully, you're, you know, again, for the ladies, your uh, OBGYN, you know, maybe can give you some advice there too. Hopefully, they're tuned into that as well, um, and go from there. So, uh, this this stuff's a big deal. This stuff's a big deal. We were doing some some PT-based workouts, team movement kind of stuff over the last few weeks. We've talked a little bit about in recent podcasts. Uh, this year, I think we've had a number of guys change PT regimens um, and and do more mobility-based stuff um, yeah. and and some and push in some quickness in mobility stuff or p- quickness speed stuff along with the powerlifting, you know, I spent the last few years doing a lot of heavyweight stuff and over the last year has been a lot more movement. Um, and that's been on my own just because of change in where I'm training and how I'm training and big, big, big difference in a, the ability to get up, get down, move and not be quite so smoked, even with gear on. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, you know, we kind of all take for granted is the ability to get back up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, until you look at, you know, somebody who's a little bit older and yep. all of a sudden they can't really get up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, so that becomes, you know, really important, whether it's, you know, chasing after grandkids. Yep. Um, you know, you get knocked down or you fall down yeah. or you got to get down cause that's where hard cover is. Yeah. And now we need to get back up and, and move, get, move quickly. Uh, you know, be able to get, get your feet back underneath you. Yep. Um, uh, you able to, you know, use your core to kind of do a sit up to get moving quicker. Yep. Um, you know, be able to stabilize off an arm and shoulders and things to move around. Well, and to shoot. Yeah. When you're smoked. I mean, when you're in an odd position or you're, or you're shooting from an odd position, go shoot that freaking lamb barricade. The positions yeah. on the barricade are all designed to be just a little bit off of what would be comfortable for a normal human being. And if you don't have the strength, if you don't have the mobility, the low ones get tough on mobility, the mid ones get tough on strength, uh, and the top ones might be tippy toes if you're short. Thanks, Kyle. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It matters. Um, and you know, getting out and doing, it's definitely the way to do it. And so just consider some of these things, not to beat on you on PT. I know we talk about PT a lot, but the mobility aspect of it, um, is probably just as important. So, you know, maintain that, try and maintain the flexibility. And and we hear guys talk about balance. That's another, uh, coach Wolf thing. Um, as we hear guys talk about balance, you know, oh, as I get older, my balance is kind of gone. Probably not. You don't run like a kid. You don't run down a log and jump off of a log or jump over a log or climb a tree or do this or do that. So all those little stabilizing muscles, it's not balance. It's lack of strength. It's lack lack of strength on the transverse plane, changing direction yep. and coming off of different things and stuff like that. And that's where kind of that movement, those movement patterns matter to maintain those small control muscles around your joints, your hips, your knees, ankles. And if you're not working those out by doing movement, you're going to get into this. Yeah, along with kind of forgetting how to activate those muscles yes. neurologically too. Yeah, neural pathways. You know, we got to, the, the more you use um, something, the better your brain gets at using it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, keeping those neural pathways primed yeah. um, gets really important. Um, be able to do that quickly so yep. that, you know, the, the ability to do the, to activate those muscles, call it, you know, 0.2 seconds or 0.05 seconds, 
versus a half a second, you know, it's the difference between staying up on your feet and falling down on the ground. Yep. And the guys you can do that if you go to a boxing gym and there's that 60 year old dude who's still light on his feet, that that cat can move. Um, if you go, you look at the ladies, some of the older ladies who play tennis, master class tennis, um, they can move. Um, you, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, some of the ladies who were adults, um, playing, uh, soccer and stuff like that, adult yeah. league soccer, they can move, uh, the old guy who goes and plays hoops, you know, 50 year old dude who's going and playing hoops with the 20 and 30 year old kids. Um, you know, that dude can move and that's kind of where that's at. So if you can find a place to do that. Um, you know, look around you at rec league, church league opportunities and stuff like that, especially here in central Ohio, there's a ton of that stuff available, uh, both through Columbus parks and recs. And then also through your, your local churches and stuff like that all have those adult athletic leagues, get involved in them. Uh, you might meet some new people and you'd be surprised how gunned up churchy people can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing I'll throw a nod out, uh, what I've been working on footwork, uh, mobility and speed stuff, uh, here locally, uh, South Paul boxing. Um, Eric Asher, uh, stop in and see him, Will Goslin, some of the guys, some really good dudes. Uh, my daughter, uh, wanted to try it out as a workout kind of thing. Uh, these guys have made some big changes in people's lives that I know personally. Um, I will also throw out, uh, there's all kind of local places like this, jujitsu gyms and stuff like that, where you can go get a good workout. A lot of these places also transition over to functional fitness stuff too, whether that's CrossFit ish or whatever, um, by all means go check them out. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to how to not get, oh, diet, yeah. clean it, clean it up, clean it up. Oh, yeah. To, to, I think, uh, I forget where this is from Ben Bergeron from somebody else, but basically, um, eat mostly plants, healthy meats, not too much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Clean it up, clean it up. Um, it, we got one of our old guys, um, who came into the shop one day and he was actually down about 70 pounds and asked about his diet and the doctor, he said, basically, my doctor told me if it tastes good, spit it out. Uh, that's kind of a joke. Uh, but, you know, processed sugars, um, you know, what, yeah, what sugar's, sugar's the devil. devil. It's poison. Um, you know, we, we preach about this. But, yeah, lots of lots of different colored vegetables, greens, oranges, reds, etc., purples, whatever. And then, you know, good clean meat, not necessarily lean meat, but clean meat in, in reasonable quantities. Clean up the diet. You know, you can check out paleo, keto, blah, 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 blah whatever. I don't care. Um, but if it's a diet, it means you can get off of it. If it's a lifestyle change, it means you're sticking with it. So figure out something that works, um, you know, and, and give yeah. that a chase. Try it, yeah. try that out. Get rid of the soda. Yep. Get rid of the soda. It'll kill you eventually. So, um, the last, last thing we're talking about, um, this is just a quick reminder guys. It's something that we like to hit on a couple times a year. Uh, the four rules of firearm safety. Um, some of this stuff seems kind of, you know, basic. If you're the guy who lives by it, it's kind of a duh thing. Um, but but it, we see it every day in the shop. We see poor gun handling, and we see it by self-proclaimed experts, um, guys who grew up around guns, guys who were in the Army, guys who grew up in the country. Maybe and, even won the police Olympics. Yeah, maybe even won the police Olympics. Did they do police special Olympics? Anyway, um, all guns are always loaded. Never let the muzzle point at anything you don't want to put a hole in. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target. Uh, and you're ready to pull the trigger, uh, be sure of your target and what's beyond it, what's around it, target foreground, background, that kind of stuff. Um, those four rules cover everything, anything, and anything in between. Uh, when you start adding more rules to it, um, you, you, you're adding superfluous bullshit to it that makes it more complicated. Keep those four rules down. If you have children, if your children are double-digit in age and can't tell you what the four rules are and you have guns in the house, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, Flat have, out. 
If you have children that are single digit years in age and have Nerf guns, they should probably know these rules. Well, if your kids pick up a, if their kid's a teenager and picks up a cordless drill and their finger index is high and off the trigger, you've done it right. If your six or seven or eight year old picks up a Nerf gun and is walking around muzzle depressed, muzzle pointed at the ground or at high port and their fingers off the trigger, you've done it right. Um, you know, understand those things, you know, and then also Nerf guns, great way to teach kids how to work corners, yep. work structure, etc. Uh, you would be stunned how quickly they'll learn that. So, you know, do your thing. Make make it habitual. All right, guys. That's all we got. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> As we come across interesting things, be that inventory, uh, workout ideas, and all that kind of good stuff, uh, those get posted up to our social media. You can follow us along on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, follow us at Cap City Outfitters. And on Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, we were trying to trying to work around the socialist robot sensor bastards at Meta. Um, so please be patient with us on the social media stuff. Uh, on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor over at our storefront on silencershop.com. Also on our website, you can sign up for our email newsletter. It comes out once a week on Fridays or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. And then come see us at the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, we're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Lewis Fusion Drill. We're here 10 to, 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday during the summer, and then 10 to 3 on Saturdays. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.